Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It is time for another episode of the Broncos Blitz for October the 10th, 2016. I'm Jake Marsing, and oh no, oh no, where is he? Oh no! There is no Ryan Green on the show today. Unfortunately, uh, Ryan is busy scouting moose in the Alaskan wilderness. Uh, he should be back uh, hopefully by Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. We'll, we'll see. Ryan, Ryan is a man of many talents. He's out running around right now. But I am here, Jake Marsing, uh, Broncos beat writer, featured guy, uh, writer, dude, for 5280sportsnetwork.com, coming to you live, as always, from the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center on what has been really a fascinating Monday here for the Broncos. Obviously, yesterday, the 23-16 loss to the Atlanta Falcons. We'll dive into that in just a moment. But the big story out at Dove Valley today, as it should be, the health of Broncos head coach Gary Kubiak. Yesterday, following the Broncos' uh, loss to the Falcons, Kubiak gave his post-game speech, went to the podium to do his press conference, seemed totally fine at the press conference, and then about a half hour later, as I was actually leaving the locker room, they ushered all the media out of the room, they pushed us all back to about the 35-yard line, and the locker room is really right at about the end zone angle, so it's, uh, that we got we got pushed about you know, 35 yards back uh, from the locker room so that we couldn't see what was happening. But we saw an ambulance back up to the door of the locker room, and we we speculated for a good hour or so exactly what the story was. And then it turns out that, yes, Denver Broncos head coach Gary Kubiak was ushered to an area hospital after the game, diagnosed, as we found out this morning, with what's being called a complex migraine condition. I'm going to talk with some medical professionals tomorrow and try and see exactly what that means. But from our understanding of things, Kubiak, obviously, uh, the history that he has with health issues, particularly brain health, uh, in 20 after going down uh, with a really a mini-stroke, a TIA, they call it, a trans, uh, transanemic attack, uh, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I should make that very clear. Uh, but after the issue that he had in 2013, the health of Gary Kubiak has always kind of been an underlying theme out here for the Broncos. And so when we heard yesterday that he had been ushered to the hospital with what the team initially said were flu-like symptoms, that uh, that did not add up for a number of us. And then it turns out, yes, this was a a brain-related condition, not exactly to the severity of the incident he had in 2013 where, you know, he famously collapsed on the field at halftime in that Sunday night football game and uh, Wade Phillips, who was his defensive coordinator, had to take over for him uh, for, I think, several weeks before he was ultimately fired uh, from that job at the end of the 2013 season. This, obviously, a little different. Uh, the Broncos deciding not to go with Wade Phillips or uh, or or Rick Dennison, their, their two coordinators, taking the advice of Kubiak, Elway consulting with analytics director Mitch Tanney. They decide that Jody Camillus will be their interim head coach as Kubiak will miss this upcoming game against the San Diego Chargers on Thursday night. So Jody, uh, one of the most interesting, well-respected special teams coordinators 
in the NFL, will get his first opportunity as a head coach in this league this Thursday night. It should be absolutely a fascinating thing to watch. Uh, Deacon Ellis interviewed for the Chicago Bears head coaching job in 2013 before that gig ultimately went uh, to Mark Tressman, uh, who is kind of coincidentally fired today as the Ravens offensive coordinator. So Joe D will get an opportunity uh, to, to, to put up his head coaching chops in a quick turnaround game, a Thursday night game. Much of the game plan for that was already implemented on Saturday uh, before the Broncos did lose to the Falcons on Sunday night. And we'll talk again about that game here in just a moment. I think the big takeaway from John Elway's press conference, from Joe DiCamillis' press conferences that took place just a little while ago here, and if you want to see some quotes from those, you can go to 5280sportsnetwork.com, the story right now on our front page. Uh, they, there, was, there was concern going into last night about exactly how severe this incident was, exactly what the story was with Gary Kubiak and his health, but coming out of it, the Broncos feel okay about where they sit. Kubiak will be back with the team on Monday. Uh, he should be able to continue his head coaching career. John Elway saying that he was very pleased with uh, the prognosis that they got for Kubiak, and uh, they feel like they're in a relatively good situation considering where things could have been and uh, with Kubiak's history of health problems. So the Broncos... I'm not going to say that they dodge a bullet because I don't think that that's a fair assessment. This is certainly not what you'd want to have happen, especially on such a short week uh, with this game on Thursday night coming up and a road game nonetheless on Thursday night. So they don't even get three full days of practice. They'll be here tonight, they're here tomorrow, and then they'll play again on Thursday night. Uh, this is not. This is a tough spot uh, for the Broncos to be put in. But I think that they are confident in their personnel, they're confident in their staff, and they're ultimately confident in Joe Camillus and his ability to manage this Chargers game and try and get out of there with a division road win. The Broncos have won 15 straight division road games going all the way back. Goodness gracious, that would be till uh, 2012, the beginning of the Manning era. He did not lose a road divisional game in his entire time here in Denver. And now the Broncos are faced with a with a tough situation to continue that streak. Certainly a lot of adversity, but as we've seen with the Broncos over the last few years, adversity can sometimes be a good thing. Think back to that 2013 season when John Fox, then the head coach of the Broncos, goes down with uh, what turned out to be a fairly serious health issue, a heart, a heart issue, and they had to replace a valve in his heart, uh, do a valve operation. Jack Del Rio, Broncos defensive coordinator, stepped in as the interim head coach and uh, won, I think I think he did fairly well. I don't think he went undefeated. I think he might have lost a game. I should have checked on that. But uh, And John always said today that having gone through that experience with John Fox and Jack Del Rio in 2013 helped him. It helped him be prepared for this. But there's the added layer here because John Elway and Gary Kubiak are so close. They are so friendly with one another, going all the way back to 1983 when they came into the league together uh, as players. They are extremely close to one another. John talked today about how uh, difficult this was for him and how concerned he was just as Gary's friend uh, going to the hospital last night and staying in the hospital until the, the wee hours of the morning. Lots of very tired people out here at the UC Health Training Center today. 
Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the game, which, you know, for the first loss of the season for the Broncos kind of became uh, inconsequential with the Kubiak news. But it was a fascinating game to watch and to cover. Everything just kind of felt flat for the Broncos. They came out slow. They weren't able to get off to any kind of a tempo. Obviously, the story coming in was the start of Paxton Lynch, the Broncos' first-round draft pick. Uh, The rookie came out for the injured Trevor Simeon and was uh, okay, I'll say. He was not great. Uh, he was certainly, uh, I, I don't, I don't think it was the disastrous performance that many people expect, especially, uh, many people say that he was, that he had, especially when you consider just how bad the offensive line for the Broncos was, especially on the right side. Tyson Brilo and Michael Schofield in this game had absolutely an awful, awful, awful day. It was not, uh, and you know, Gary Kubiak before the, the incident with his health talked about, Ty's game, uh, Ty's Ty's performance, and said, "Look, we got to help the kid out. He is not a kid who's had a lot of time playing football in the last two years, and it showed. Broncos unable to get things going on the ground, unable to get things going really at all offensively, in large part because of those offensive line struggles. But you flip things over to the defensive side of the ball, and to me, that was more concerning because through the first five games this season, we've kind of seen the same thing." The Broncos really struggle in the middle of the field and in the running game. That tells me that they're really, really missing Danny Trevathan and Malik Jackson, two players who helped them out a ton in run support and uh, in some other situations last season. Uh, Tevin Coleman, uh, Devonta Freeman yesterday absolutely go off. They go off in the passing game. They go off in the running game. Uh, They scored a touchdown out of the backfield. Those two really proved to be a problem for the Broncos. And it really seemed like the Broncos' entire defensive game plan centered around stopping Julio Jones, which is not a bad thing. The problem was that that allowed opportunities for Coleman and Freeman to get open coming out of the backfield. Chris Harris Jr. after the game talked about how important it was going to be for them the next time they play a kind of receiving running back, a guy like a Coleman, a guy like Freeman, uh, a guy like that, how important it was going to be for them to have something ready to go for a guy like that next time, which was interesting to me because I'm wondering, did you not have something ready to go this time against those two guys? And that seemed to be the case. Uh, The Broncos struggled all day to protect the middle of the field. Matt Ryan didn't have a great day, didn't have a bad day either, but the real backbreaker for the Broncos were those two running backs and their ability to, to get out and get open. Uh, talk a little bit about, again, the, the Falcons' defense, which to me, coming into this game, was the, the reason I thought the Broncos were going to have no problem because that defense proved to be a sieve. Here's the thing I didn't expect. I didn't expect Tyson Brylow to turn into a turnstile to allow Vic Beasley uh, a one-way ticket to the Pro Bowl. Uh, Vic Beasley had four sacks yesterday, a career high for him, obviously, the former Clemson alum uh, who came into last year's draft as one of the most highly heralded pass rushers that that class had, has been really disappointing thus far. But Tysan Brilo, uh, he just struggled. And, you know, it was it was fascinating in the locker room. I, I wanted to talk to Ty after the game, but there are just some days that you go into a locker room and you watch a guy getting ready to leave the building, and, and he knows how he played. You don't have to come up to him and say, 
oh, you were awful, you didn't play well, tell me about how bad you were today. Uh, he talked to Mike Kliss from KUSA, and, and that was about it. He had a... Uh, he had a rough day. They're going to have an open locker room here in a little bit. He's usually in there uh, for open locker room. and I'll, I'll see if he's available tonight just to talk a little bit about the day he had and how to improve and what specifically is going on. Because to me, it just looked like he was a guy who... He's an unprepared young guy who really had a lot of technique issues yesterday. Specifically... He, his hands were off, his helmet level was off. That's all a little bit technical, but the thing that I think just about anybody could recognize when they looked at the tape of this game is going to be that, especially in pass protection, which has been his strength, he's been a pretty good pass protector for the Broncos since he's been here. was a great pass protector in college at Colorado State, but yesterday he, he found himself on his heels really quickly. He found himself basically already backpedaling and kind of catching uh, Vic Beasley or whoever was rushing against him, which is not the thing you want to have your tackle do. Your tackles need to be aggressive in the pass game. They need to be punching. They need to be hitting. They need to keep their pad level right. And Tristan Bryle yesterday just did not have an opportunity to do that, did not play well uh, in those very basic fundamentals of uh, the game for him. And it showed, and it's, I think, the primary reason that they weren't able to get anything going offensively they only ran the ball to the right side, to Sam Brilo and Schofield's side, twice uh, in that game yesterday. Everything else was to the left side behind Russell Okung and Max Garcia. Garcia, by the way, did not have a great game either, but that just shows you the lack of confidence that that coaching staff had in Sam Brilo yesterday. Uh, by the fourth quarter, Sam Brilo was out. Schofield had been kicked out to right tackle. They brought in Darian Weems at right guard, who this coaching staff really likes. It'll be fascinating, especially considering Kubiak miss being uh, not available for this game, how the Broncos intend to handle their offensive line situation. We'll talk uh, tomorrow, I assume, with the coordinators. Joe DiCamillis uh, Joe will act as the head coach, I, I assume, and take up uh, some of those, some of those uh, Gary Kub the Gary Kubiak media availability slot, Wade Phillips, uh, Joe DiCamillis, uh, Rick Dennison. Uh, as well as, you know, we'll see. It's it's a weird week out here because of the short week and because of the Gary Kubiak situation. But as we learn more, as we hear more, I'll keep you updated on it. Give me a follow at Jake D. Marsing, Ryan Green, always available uh, for a follow and your Twitter requests at rgreen5280. We hope to have Ryan back here shortly. Uh, keep it out here on 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com for all the breaking Broncos news that you need. Until we talk to you tomorrow, don't do anything I wouldn't do.